Hello everyone and welcome to the Roll Down, a Teamfight Tactics podcast. My name is Cutler and I'm very pleased that you are joining us for the third episode of our already hit series all across the world. I mean, we've had <laughs> messages from the Northern and the Southern Hemisphere about how just amazing and wonderful uh, Soul is. And that brings me on to the man himself, that is my co-host Soul. How are you? Everyone, how's it going? Uh, yeah. He's called the of my name a bunch already, but yeah, I'm Saul, and uh, my real name's David, but you can call me whatever. Good to be here. We are very pleased to be joined by a wonderful guest today, a man who has recently come off the Set 6 PvE tournament Day 2 experience, and we will get to chat to him a little bit later about that, but welcome to the show, Hinzi. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very stoked to be here. I did not make day two. I made round two. Oh, so that was still thing. fun. <laughs> don't worry, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you, made, you made day two in our hearts. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fucking keen. I'm so keen. I messaged you like two weeks ago, Color, and I was like, get me on the fucking thing. I want to talk about set six. So I'm hyped. Let's go. And that is why we brought you on to talk about set 5.5 today. <laughs> That's okay. I can, I can, I can, I can talk shit about 5.5. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll definitely be talking about just this. I'm also very happy to talk shit about 5.5. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> we have a big show today, guys. It is our set 5.5 retrospective. Um, we are going to go deep into uh, what made it good, what made it bad, um, our, our favorite, our least favorite things, perhaps some sort of more game-related philosophies. And from then on, we're... I'm going to transition, of course, and, and spend the second half of our show talking set six. I want to start off uh, immediately, actually, by coming back to Hinzi and talking a little bit about your history with TFT and uh, when you started playing, how you got into it, and uh, maybe a little bit of your, your ranked history as well. Yeah, sure. So um, I was a league degen forever, I think since, like, 2011, when I started my undergrad. Yeah, that's when I started playing League. I was never good at it, but it was fun. Um, and then I played, I played TFT like every set. Um, so like set one, set two, but like set two was the oh, set two was the last set that I got to enjoy without like worrying about rank, which is why I think I'm very nostalgic about it. Um, so set three, my goal was Masters, and I ended th I ended three I ended set three at Masters zero LP. And then set four, my goal was Charlie, and I, I, I think I ended GM. I think I hit Charlie for like twenty four hours, like three times, but I never lasted more than twenty four hours. And then set five was like my best set actually. Um, I peaked rank five. Um, I think it was like eleven eighty three, eleven eighty LP or something like that. Um, made regionals for the first time. That was fucking lit. And then I came like 43rd. Uh, and what else? And, um, oh, and 5.5, I ended the season at like, I think I peaked at rank 11. I was like, I want to get to rank 10. And then I just did not give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was exhausting, man. Yeah, still, still a pretty good season. Like rank 11, like it's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm fucking stoked with it. I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was back that. on yesterday and I was like, I decayed to zero. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of happy. Yeah. I'm kind of happy that I did because I like the whole week, the whole last two weeks or whatever, ten days. It's been like uh, uh, I should play my decay games, and then I went on and I was like, oh, I missed them. Cool. I don't have to worry about it. I know what I hit. I know that I'm like not a shit player. I just yeah, you know, you know, you're good. It. You have faith in yourself. Yeah, that's, yeah. Good. that's all you need, right? 
so that's um that's me i i yeah i'd like to play competitively i i think i'm like i wouldn't say i'm like top tier oc but i think i'm pretty good yeah great thanks for stream i appreciate it um talk to me a little bit about your stream um you aren't a everyday kind of streamer but I do enjoy watching you at sort of all random hours of the day. Sometimes you're up at 5 a.m. playing TFT in queue. Sometimes you're up at mm. 11 p.m. streaming. What's that like? What's that sort of that that uh, that lifestyle like? Um, so I that's literally because I when I'm working, I work at a cinema. So like okay. I work from five till 12 a.m. and then I get home at like 12:30. And also, I, I don't know, like, I, I'm, I'm also a writer. Like, my background is in theater. I'm a playwright, mainly. Um, so I, like, I do all my shit at nighttime. I'm nocturnal as fuck. I always sleep during the day. Um, but I kind of like it. I don't know. I, uh, it's really interesting, kind of, the communities that you connect with when you're streaming from, like, 12 a.m. Like, the large majority of my viewership, I say that like I have huge viewership, um, but, like, the large majority of people that are in my stream are, well, predominantly, like, um, UK people mm. i think because mm. i have a lot of crossover with william extreme um i don't even know if that's how you say his name um Just call him and it's only really once i like hit like child like top 20 i think and like when i was hovering around like top 10 for a while in set five that i started getting a lot more oc viewers but yeah it's been um i go through phases where i'm like i'll stream every day for like a month and then i'll take like three weeks off <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, i enjoy it. it it's because i'm not because i don't look at streaming like a um i'm not fast about growing too much so it is kind of it's genuinely like fun so as you say it's like a, like a hobby right you, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i mean it's mm -hmm. nice to have growth and it's nice to like get mm. subs here and there but it's not like um like i have so much other shit that i also mm -hmm. love so it's just a it's a thing that i enjoy yeah <laughs> And then I also stream D and D, like you know what I mean. I also stream other stuff, like I write D and D content, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it is predominantly TFT. Yeah. You guys can look out for our next podcast, the uh, Roll Twenty Down, where Hinzy puts us through a D and D campaign. That'd be sweet. Yeah, coming soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm so fucking keen. I'm so fucking keen. I'm so fucking keen. I, okay, I've got, I've got a couple of things actually. I want to like do like uh, I want to do a homebrew series where I like convert like traits or origins into classes. Oh, that sounds fun. I also yeah, want to do exactly. like a one shot series with a bunch of like OC TFT streamers. I think I, I'd, be... lo I'd love to play a one shot TFT. I don't, yeah. I don't know why the roll twenty down sounds like a really great idea, but we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna message Hinzy after this, uh, after this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I played a bunch of. Fifth edition myself. It's good fun. Yes. Yeah. This uh, I think this is a group of three D and D nerds here, which uh, <laughs> is not the main topic of our episode. Let's get back on topic. Let's talk yeah, set yeah, five. Yeah. Let's talk set five point five. We could go on. Easy yeah. startup question, set five point five. Soul, did you enjoy it? Yeah, good set. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like five I didn't like set five, so five point five was uh yeah, surprisingly a very good set. Yeah. Pins, how are you? I I I was happy for the improvements. I got really burnt out. I just got it was just boring. Like it was it was absolutely better than set five. Mm -hmm. But like to me I was I felt like by the halfway through the set, it was like I know how to play every comp. If I hit it, I hit it. And like the skill set comes down to like 
the the minutiae of like how fast can I track? And then the trackers came mm. out and like, mm-hmm. you know, I, that was, that was for me, that was a point of difference. I think like I was mm-hmm. such a big, um, I tracked manually for, for quite a while and I'm glad that you don't have to do that anymore. I don't think that people should have to do it manually, but yeah, I don't know. I found the set boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me on a personal level, I felt like there were a good few patches of this set where, where something was really good. Well, sorry, I'm getting a bit of feedback. Um, something was really good, but nobody played it. And everyone was still kind of a patch behind, maybe half a patch behind. Uh, pretty much the whole set. So a, a lot of what was going on was really just sort of everyone playing catch up to what the most broken comp of the patch was. I mean, I hit mm-hmm. I hit four-digit LP pretty much solely playing Yasuo for about four days, five days maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, just just on on a week that nobody was playing Yasuo. So that was one of those things where I would classify it as a like it was boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what made it boring for me. So I, I think know. it's a combination of of that and like um, you know, it was the smallest mid set we've we've had in in yeah. a while. Sure. I think yeah, like Sentinels was the only new vertical trait. A lot of the carries stayed the same. The thing, the biggest thing is that all the carries stayed the same. It wasn't like, yeah. um, I mean, what was interesting was more brought this up in that, like, uh, actually a similar amount of champions were rotated in and out in set 5.5 compared to 4.5. Interesting. Okay. The thing is, right, it, it just feels like 5.5 was like extremely unimpactful because 4.5 mostly swapped out the four cost carries and obviously added the five costs. Whereas 5.5 just swapped out a bunch of 1s, 2s, and 3s and didn't really yeah. change the 4s. Like, I think really the only the only carries that we had to learn how to play differently, and correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, because I haven't played 5.5 in forever, mm-hmm. are Jax and Draven. Mm-hmm. Karma was still the same. Yes. Velkos was still the same. Yes. We just went back to playing A-bomb yeah. instead uh, of Sentry. And Lucian is just AD Velkos, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was... I mean, there were, you know, we got... We got near the end people were like midding lucian and that was cool yeah yeah but mm-hmm. i liked sentinels i actually thought sentinels was like the most interesting trait they had i liked set. sentinel before they reworked it i liked sentinel i liked i really like liked mathematically the correct yes, sentinel. That, that that stuff was 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 so like five head and praise socks for figuring it out that was like that was pretty cool absolutely but, yeah. but like i think especially coming off the back of set five where they were like we want the game to be more accessible mm-hmm. um we want players to like we don't want players to have to dive through math. No, I Again, understand I can it. absolutely yeah. see why. Oh, Ryan no, no, no. Like, I, I, the rework was like totally reasonable. Like it's totally warranted. Yeah. But it's like in that period when it existed, that was really cool. It was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think what was great about Sentinel was when you had six Sentinel, like stage four onwards. I feel like that was a really good position of like strength and enjoyment of the comp. I think early game Sentinel frustrating yeah very very frustrating the sentinel opener, yeah playing against was very frustrating i think i think part of it oh, yeah. is the fact that like set five is the most i guess grindy like kind of defensive set we've ever seen in terms of like all the traits are just like hard stat bonuses or they like give you give you units more hp when they're low sentinels oh hinzy dropped Ooh. oh we lost hinzy experiencing technical difficulties it's okay. I'll be back. Oh, yeah. 
He's back. Hello. Right. I don't know what welcome that back, was. Welcome back. That's okay. Melbourne internet diff. <laughs> that's a Melbourne Ooh, diff. Sorry. That's a lot of noise. I'm going to close my window. Yeah, yeah that's all good. So That's okay. That's a... I live on a tram line. Oh, ah. Yes. I see, I see. <laughs> all right. Anyway, pick up where we left off. Oh, so, yeah. sticks. So, so yeah, lots of statics, and Sentinel is just more stats, if you really think about it. It's just a bunch of shields. Yes, but they come in a defense. flashy way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, though, you know, just I agree, more shields. I agree. Fights last even longer than before, you know? Yeah. I Every think fight goes idea, to overtime. Um, and I think um, set six, at least, like, from their feedback, this must be mm-hmm. something that they agree with. Mm-hmm. I think, like, infinite scaling, or the notion of infinite scaling, mm-hmm. is something that players really enjoy. Like Vega and Cho'Gath and oh, yeah. Um, yeah. is there another champion? Oh, Tom Kench. Um, and so the idea of like Sentinels, it wasn't like as built into the core of it, but like the idea that you could like get your carry to five. I don't know but the bouncing shield everywhere. Just <laughs> go the, in yeah, yeah, yeah. the thematic of it was much cooler than say like you heal a bit and then yeah. you do extra damage. Oh, I, I mean, I'll, abs- I'll absolutely agree. Like as a defensive trait. Sentinel will like and succeeded. It's just that, like, did the set need another defensive trait? Mm. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, it would have been great if, the sets, if set five started off with Sentinel. Then that would have, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, does that sure. make sense? Like, like, just take out one of the random defensive traits in set five, put Sentinel in there. But the thing is that they were, like, all defensive and offensive, weren't they? Mm. Like, how many truly defensive traits were there? Cavalier. Have for damage reduction, redeemed for armor and MR. Don't bring off a healing when you're low. Might bring off a shielding when you're low. Yes, but they're not like purely defense. You know what I mean? They're I get you. Purely... I get you. I get you. Like in terms of pure defense, it was Cavalier, Ironclad, Mystics, Vanguard. Yeah, if we're talking about hard stats, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Why did I say Vanguards? Yeah, so I think I'm, we're getting a little bit of feedback off you. I'm not sure. If okay, give me a second. Yeah, there's a little bit of feedback. I was wondering what was coming from. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. That's okay, it's okay. We were testing it earlier. Give me two seconds. Okay, okay. Sorry. That's okay. All right, better. Yeah, that sounds Sweet. good. Sweet. Yeah, I think that any trait... Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to connect again. Hold on, hold no on. Worries. Now I can't hear. Oh my god, golly gosh. Sorry, give me two seconds. Oh good. Oh, there it is. All right, sweet. Flip. Okay. And video. Ah, I'm a mess. Alright, we're back. Wait. We're back. We did cool. it. Perfect. Alright, looks good. I will say mm-hmm. that any getting back to the topic, I feel any mm. um trait that had an offensive bonus often came with a defensive bonus as well. So there was mm-hmm. never there was never a drawback to running offensive compositions. Uh yeah. in, in the sense that they always offered a defensive variable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's this basically the redeemed legionnaire 
Sentinel. And if they didn't offer a defensive, if they didn't offer a defensive variable, so if they were like skirmishes or if they were um, forgotten, which I think were the two verticals that didn't, mm -hmm. they very easily teched it in, right? Like yeah. it was super easy to tech in ironclads um, yeah. to yeah. to skirms, less so mm -hmm. mystics, but like super easy to tech in ironclads. And with forgotten, less so in 5.5, .5, more in 5.5, uh, mm -hmm. very easy to tech in mystics and knights and cavaliers and yes. ironclads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then to kind of to make up for the defensive traits, Draven just got like every single thing that an AD carry wants. And he was still yeah. shit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 90% of the stuff. I, I, I think they, yeah, as I said, 90% of the stuff. He was, he was good once they um, gave him the inbuilt Last Whisper. But yeah, that took mm. a while. That took a long time to get to that state. Is there, is there a, like a single target? Oh, sure. We'll talk about it in set six. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's like a Draven, if, if, if there is a Draven equivalent in terms of like. Like a Draven possible. in set six? Or just yeah. in general? Just uh, like a Draven equivalent in terms of like single target front to it's back. Jin. It's Jin. The answer is Jin. Fiora. Set three. Set three. Set three. Jin. I mean, sorry. Are we talking about. Sorry, hold on. Were we talking about over the course of TFT or are we just talking about set six? I'm talking about set six. Oh, like set six. It's, it's probably. It's like. It's Ergot then, right? Ergot just front to backs with his machine guns. Yes. Yes, true. It's, true. Not, it's not like Lucian where he targets the furthest units to back. Ergot targets yeah, the closest yeah, yeah, units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Ergot's yeah. a little bit different compared to Draven in how he front to backs. But yeah, if we're talking about mm. six, sorry, I thought you, were, I thought you were just saying, is there is like a front to back carry in like the history? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, I believe that would be Jin. <laughs> like he nukes a single unit at a time. Yeah, I, I believe that would be Jin. Yeah, yeah. but Jin in set six is a lot different. Yeah, Jin in set six is a lot different. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. I want to know um, what your guys' favorite comps to play in set five point five. We're gonna start with Hins this time. Bit. Cled. I made the fucking emote. Boom. Did the thing. Cled brought me so Did much either, fucking joy. <laughs> Who let this Cled. guy in the podcast? Uh, Cled. was like, I honestly think if I hadn't discovered Cledge, I would have like dropped out halfway through the set. I don't know. No other comp brought me that much joy. I think because like, and it's not like I'm I'm looking back at it and being like, I discovered Cled, but I absolutely had a, a Cled game in set five where I just had a three star Cled. And I was just like shitting on all these Velkozes by putting him on the opposite corner and then just watching him like zip to the back and zip, zip, zip all along the backline units while Velkoz. I don't know. It was just like, I, I'll say, he's my, he's, I think he's my favorite unit they've ever um, printed in TFT, like in uh, across all sets. Yeah. Maybe, maybe best of my team, but yes, Cled. <laughs> for sure. So, mm. oh, it's really close. But I think, see, I was gonna say Aphelios. I actually think it's Yasuo. I quite enjoyed Yasuo this set. Don't Yasuo steal my fucking pick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we'll go. Okay, we'll go with Aphelios then. Aphelios, we'll talk, we'll talk about Aphelios then. Aphelios is really fun because um, I really liked that they shifted his identity away from just like being like an eighty, like a like a really boring sort of auto attack eighty carry to an actual like eighty caster. So the fight's like always really really high energy and lots of fun. Just jumps up, ults, one shots like five dudes. Yeah, I, like I think that might. I think that might be the best like champ rework they've ever done. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. And all they did was give him 150 mana. Yep. <laughs> but it's like interesting how like you're purely changing how the champ works, and he becomes more fun. 
Yeah. 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 Like it's 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 the simplest change in the world. And the whole, I don't know. Yeah. I would be so interested to see like the playwright change as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sapphire um, Furious was like like it was like played a lot, but like it just was not that fun of a carry because all he did was auto attack. Like he just ordered a bunch. Yeah. You didn't even want him to cast because his cast did so little damage, and he wasn't autoing when he cast when it was like casting. Yeah, because it's like a big. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, just, I just wanted. To... Oh, exactly, exactly. You get it, you get it. So yeah. Yeah. That's right, why we'll you say, I'll, I'll, I'll save Yasuo for Cutler, but but I did enjoy Yasuo a lot. That comp was fun. Yeah. We'll say that. Thank you. Um, I didn't have fun playing any other comp except yes. <laughs> I, I played like so much A bomb in set five and like five point five that it was just because I I'm like I played a lot of cultists and I mean I, I literally played eighty five games of mech in a row in set three mm-hmm, and three point mm-hmm. five. So I mean that's like those are my kind of comps and I really didn't like A bomb from a flavor perspective definitely as much as. Oh yeah, definitely as much as like um, mm-hmm. set five a bomb, but they replaced rise with like probably a more broken unit, which is, but it was yeah pretty uh, broken. <laughs> and that was my that yeah. was my biggest problem with a a bomb was just mm-hmm. how good like how necessary fiddle was in basically shaping an entire meta around yep. one comp, mm-hmm. and like one and like a front line basically mm-hmm. fiddle was played mm-hmm. in everything. Pretty much yep. everything. I mean, Fiddle was like, like the glue. Fiddle was the glue that held like so many comps together, for sure. Mm. And I didn't really like that, but I really did like Yasuo. I liked that there were so many different builds. You could like, mm-hmm. you could put blue buff on it. You could make it an auto attacking based mm-hmm. character. You could put AP crit on it. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of times when you'd have to choose between uh, Rabadons or JG or Rabadons and Hodge, and a lot of people. Uh, like played GA and some of them, and there was it was very versatile and really interesting. Yep. Uh, the only thing I would I would say is that I really would have liked if they'd kept Darius, but I know from a thematic standpoint they they didn't, and they didn't mm-hmm. want to. I think it was very oh, um, fuck thematics. That was so yeah. stupid. They should have just skipped Darius. I, I mean, don't know it's, what the... really uh, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Mortog hates Darius. By the way, like yeah. Mortog thinks Darius is like the most like underwhelming, worthless five cost they've ever made. So. It's literally no secret. It's literally no secret. Mortog hates Darius. Like he's literally said on like on his stream. Oh yeah, I hate Darius. That unit sucks. <laughs> I love Darius. I loved playing Darius. I played so much. I played a lot of Nightbringers in five and five point five. So I, really I feel like there I really was would have liked it to stay. I think it would have made yeah, I... the, the meta more mm-hmm. interesting. I I feel like there were ways that like he could have been reworked. Um, for sure. And yeah, it kind of sucks that kind of just came up on him and just yeah shelved him. Unlucky. I wonder. I wonder how much of it was like a, a balance decision, and how much of it was like actually a narrative decision. You know, like if they were dead set, I'm like, if someone said at the start of the set, they're like, "Cool, set five, we're gonna have Garen and Darius, and then at the end of the set, we're gonna pick one and get rid of them." Well, well and you just, know, like, committed to that. Well, you know what's interesting know. is, is that the interesting thing is that like they they are uh, the storyline whole the whole storyline thing, right? Is uh, I'm pretty sure the last minute because um, their initial intention was to do shadow items with radiant items. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know about that one, but their initial intention was to do both. So when when shadow items that. failed, they effectively yeah had to sh- they they decided to just completely scrap them and do and um, bring radiant items as planned. 
But radium items was always planned. It was just um, shadow items was initially intended to go along with radium items. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Would, right. Can you imagine? Can you can you freaking imagine? Like Jesus Christ. Like I'm you pretty sure that so many yeah. players. I, yeah, it would be cool. bad. I think it'd be really bad. Like it'd That's be unbelievably a... confusing. But yeah, thank yeah. God, thank God that didn't happen, right? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's like going back to set five and looking at the list of all the items that didn't make it. Like GA revived you four times, but one health with one health every time. Like Shadow GA. <laughs> like that was their original <laughs> intention for Shadow GA. Right. Um and there were a bunch of other ones that were ridiculous. It was like Ionic Spark zapped everybody like four times. Stuff like that. I don't know. It's like it's ridiculous. They come up with some good shit over there in, yeah. the, in the balance and design team of TFT. Uh, thank God some of it doesn't make it to live, and that's what the PBE's for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I want to move on and and ask a little bit uh, about your guys' least favorite. I'm going to say least favorite units in set five point five. Least fa- okay. I have a least favorite unit, and I have a unit that I think was bad for the game. Mm-hmm. My least favorite unit was probably Yasuo because true damage into Kled made me want to cry. And there was that period of time, there was like four or five weeks in the middle of set 5.5 mm-hmm. where like Vayne was meta, then Yasuo was meta, and then Kale was meta. Mm-hmm. And I like, I yeah. like trying to play Kled. It was so fucking sad, dude. Mm. Anyway, uh, bad for the game. I think Akshan was like really stupid to ship. Interesting. I think like the design of that champion basically meant that Karma was never gonna mm-hmm. really be. A- and I like I know that people found ways to make Karma work, but I think that like Akshan's Akshan Ashkan. I never say the name. Or Akshan? Akshan. 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 Yeah. Akshan. 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 I think that like the design of Akshan really shut out a lot of comps in combination with like units like thresh where like you have so many carries with like four range and so many supporting units with three range the fact that you when you're playing dawnbringers you don't have a bait a corner bait unit unless you yep. run syndra over ivan mm-hmm. to me actually seems like bad trait design yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think um i think if we want to talk a little bit about Akshan, i think it's uh i mean i don't mind that they went for it because um they very much wanted to replicate, like, make a carry that was like a five cost that was like somewhat replicating, uh, set one, uh, Kaisa, and that like it's like a five cost hyper carry that kind of goes around the board everywhere. But um, I think we learned. I mean, I think it's not even just Arkshan. There are other examples of this too. But I think we've learned that like from this set that like carries that just like are like a hyper carries that deal like, like a bunch of damage that like die of your backline. And immediately delete your like your own backline is extremely like unfun and very frustrating to play against. Um, Akshan is like an example. Tristana before they reworked her is like a really is like another big offender in my opinion. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the problem with Akshan like and, and, mm-hmm. and carries like that is that mm-hmm. you are forced and uh, in some ways this should be good. Like this should be mm-hmm. a form of expression. I mean, in Akshan's case, this should be good. Right? Yeah, it should be good. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing against them. You're it forced just to bad. change your comp yeah. entirely to maybe deal with this one unit, yeah. um, which just feels 
that. I think set six has done some stuff to resolve that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm I, just I, think, I, think, I mean, we'll save the set six talk, right? But I think uh, yeah. Kaiser in set six is like a much healthier, like th- that style of design where like it's jumping everywhere, firing yeah. all the shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, it looked fucking cool for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It really ended up being more like Samira than like Kaiser. Yes, it, it did end up being a little bit like a Samira, yeah. Especially when you had it properly itemized, it, it felt like a Samira. Yeah, uh, Sol, how about you? What do you think on this? Uh, okay, so, okay, how do I say this? You know, I hated the most, and you know, I think it was actively, like, absolutely terrible for, the, for, terrible for the game. It's Thresh. I hope that unit dies in a freaking fire. <laughs> they never bring anything similar back ever. Like, I'm saying this right now. This Thresh unit, man. Oh my god. Too tilting. Okay, no, no, no. But anyway, okay, but but seriously though, like a little bit back to reality. Yeah, I think Thresh was really, really unhealthy. Um, it's not that hook units are necessarily like bad for the game. I think hook units like uh give a lot of room for skill expression, um, and are necessary to a point to sort of provide you counterplay to like comps of the bungee backline. The issue with Thresh is that because his hook is delayed and it comes out way like later, it's a extremely random and difficult to play against. B your corner bait doesn't even effectively corner bait sometimes. So for some random reason, your, your corner bait unit just walks up. And the Thresh hooks your unit anyway. And then finally, why does Thresh have to drag your unit all the way to like the center of the board? Like, does anyone know? <laughs> so yes, for all those factors, yes, I hate Thresh. And then also he keeps he keeps pulling if he dies. Yes, and before they nerf the meta, oh yeah, that, that as well. And before the meta, he oh, pulled like twice a fight. He pulled like twice a fight before the nerf. Dude. The fact oh. that, like, the, it's the inconsistency of it for me. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. It's, yeah, actually, just... I, it's like when Ash dies, her ult, her ult's still going, the animation yeah. just, like, disappears. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And when Thresh dies, like, he keeps falling. He keeps talking, yeah, exactly. It's, oh, easily, by far, the most, like, the worst designed, like, hook unit they've ever made. In the middle, they've been a decent amount of hook units, but easily the worst designed hook unit, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 All right, thank you for listening to my tech talk. both good options both really good options both absolute blights on the set as a whole for me i am going to throw out just a couple that kind of aren't maybe talked about as much Mm -hmm. for me my absolute least favorite unit was kale i think it was a ridiculous i think it was a ridiculous decision Mm -hmm. to make a unit it was my second I think that the, the way that it was, the way that it existed. I think making the unit was fine and I can understand the fantasy of it, but yeah, it just didn't play out the way they wanted it to. And not taking. How did they want it to play out? How was Kale ever going to play out? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a feast and famine design, right? It's either broken or it's unplayable. So, yeah. And I yeah, think what they I mean, wanted the to exact do... same problem. Yeah, you go, Carla. You go. I was just going to, what go. they wanted to do was make it a good Legionnaire. Right? What they wanted to do was make it like that end game Legionnaire fantasy where like you're all like you're auto attacking so fast that you basically like auto ramp up. I think mm. I think if they wanted to make it a unit that was like an infinite stall unit, mm. why the fuck did they give it innate attack speed? Like innate inbuilt attack speed within a trait. You know what I mean? I think it's like yes. ridiculous and I think it's totally yeah. counterproductive to how I think the, um, it should have yeah. been played, especially because I, like there was mm-hmm. already already so much stall 
I think it probably needed a mana bar instead of being like actual tick like time based, if that makes yeah. sense. Then you would actually be incentivized to like give it as much attack speed as possible so it ascends faster. But the fact that it ascends like at the same speed, regardless of what items you put on it, basically meant that like it naturally led to Thor comps, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean it needs ridiculous. I think the problem with Kale was that it was also like it didn't feel very it didn't feel like you were you were playing against someone that transitioned into a, a very cool like Piba late game, right? And, and, and Gora in chat says uh, any Velcos haters. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be the first sad. I, I don't really Velcos like Velcos was my Velcos was my third, but really? like yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I don't like Velcos, but I feel like Asol from four point five was that design but worse. So I, I I'm okay about Velcos. In, in my opinion. I, even I mean, just because there was a worse unit doesn't good. mean that Belkaz was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah for sure, for sure. But, like, but I, I, yeah, it's just not, for me, it's not that high of like, on grievances because I feel like Asol was, like, yeah, having been the previous set, well, it was a bigger offender, but, yeah. yeah. I think Belkaz... You... Sorry, you go. Oh. Oh, okay. You go, you go, you're <laughs> our guest. You're our guest. I think the, <laughs> the problem with Belkaz was how much he defined, like, positioning. Like, yes, yes. irrespective of the unit itself um, being very powerful, mm. he really warped because, like, yes. I feel like if anything, if you had a Velkos in your matchup, you wanted to dodge the Velkos. You can position kind of around everything else, but the fact that Vel every single time a Velkos is in your matchup, you, yep. you, you do not want to be the opposite side, yep, really kind of degraded, I don't know, a lot of gameplay. Experience. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think, uh, I think so. I think that's actually really interesting that you brought that up, actually, because um, I, I did want to bring this up at some point. So I think, um, I guess, I don't know if this is unique to set, no, it's definitely not unique to 5.5, it's just set 5 in general. Because um, set 5 in general has, has a lot of the units that are very polarizing in terms of, like, how they're positioned. Like, Velkos is a bit of a big offender for sure, but then you think back to other, you think to other units like Frozen Heart Diana, like Viego, units that basically, like, are very, very binary in terms of how they're positioned. If, if they're, like, on the right side, they will absolutely shred whatever they're facing. So on the wrong side, they, 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 they don't really do anything. And I think that... Sorry, you want to go? Uh, what I was going to say is, yes, oh, yeah. they're binary, but yeah. also, the way that they work is that yeah. the, the counter for Velkos mm. um, fucks you up against like, yeah. sins sometimes. Or yeah. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. it just feels like it, you, a, you're doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. Yeah, it's a situation where like it, it feels so impossible to play in that like there are... So many like different things to position for in your rotation, and like you, you just like you just have to pick one and pray you win like the 50 50 flip, you know? It, it's yeah, it, it feels pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will say that when it comes to worst design unit, I want to cheat and say that all the revenants were terribly designed and I hate them and I never want to see oh. anything like revenants ever again. But I will say that Fiddle was the worst offender of all of them. I, I like Volleybear. I like Volleybear. I, I don't like the, really... I like the concept of yeah. Volleybear. The execution was really bad. Oh, okay. I, I think Volley was good after they got rid of the, the de-shielding. Once they got rid of the de-shielding, I, I liked Volleybear, but yeah, yeah. Well, I liked, I liked when it got rid of the shields, but there was too many yeah. shields. So, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Volley getting rid of shields was so stupid. Agreed, it was agreed. so fucking stupid. Like, like, the, fact that, the fact that one unit that like everyone is playing completely invalidates. I, I mean, Volley completely held down Yasuo as a cop. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the moment they reworked the shields, Yasuo like play rates went up, like win rates went up so much, and everyone was like, "Wait, did Yasuo get buffed?" And it's like, no, they just it was just Volley. 
They just finally def- they just finally left Molly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also hated Volley Bear because I played Clad. That's understandable yeah. as well. <laughs> that is also understandable. Understandable, yeah. really. Let's talk about the core mechanic now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to include the armories, not just the Radiant Armory in that, and I want to oh, ask you yeah. guys what you what your overall thoughts were for the armories. Armories were lit. Armories were pretty good. Armories were pretty good. Um, I think that in 5.5, um, we got to a point where there were too many, I guess, like, choose, a, like, an item options that, like, you basically were not naturally any items, if that makes sense. Which I don't think is ideal. But does that make sense? Because, like, if you think about how a 5.5 game plays is you get your three components, you have your two, what is it, two-two armory, Grab, a, grab an idol of Karo, and then on your Krog round, you maybe get, like, one component, two components, maybe. And then you don't see a component. Like, you don't randomly hit a component until, basically, Raptors. At which point, Raptors... Sorry, Wolves. Sorry, Wolves. Wolves gives you, like, a few more components, and Raptors gives you basically nothing, right? So I think that, like, what that led to was that you would have game states where, by the time you got to the 4-2 armory, there's no reason to not just, like, slam everything, and, like, all your items are locked in at that point. Um, so there's basically, like, zero decision-making to be made after that, whereas, like, I feel like in previous sets, um, there's, like, a t- there's an interesting tug and pull when you get to 4-1, like, as to whether you should greed for better item quality from, uh, Carousel and wrapped around. But, yeah. But other than that, I felt armories were pretty good, overall. You very often didn't miss what you wanted. Mm. You pretty yes. much always got to build, like, the items that you knew you wanted for your comp, no matter yes. what you were going. Mm-hmm. Even if you had to pivot at the end of the game, you still mm-hmm. had enough You still had enough yeah. items or items that they're about mm-hmm. to play what you wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I felt like it led to less, like, bad experiences where, like, you wouldn't really get, like, quote-unquote, more dogged by items. But um, I also, at the same time, feel like, especially from playing Set 6 PvE, that, like, part of the skill expression in this game is also making the best of, like a low roll situation, or finding, like, alternate outs, like, if, like, the game plan doesn't go, like, as you wanted it to, if that makes sense. Like, for, for example, like, in, like, this wouldn't really happen in set 5.5 or set 5, where everything's, like, where you get all your items of armories, right? But, like, in, like, set 4, set 6, set 3, set 3, you know, you'd have, like, two carry items slammed, and then you would natural, like, a, a completely, like, off-comp item. Now you would have to order, like, now you have to think, like, okay, how do I fit this item into, like, my comp? Whereas you really have that in set 5, you kind of just, like, make bits for everything because of the armories. I mean, it's a combination of armories and um, Radiant Blessing, which I know we're not talking about right now, but I do think the two okay, go hand in hand. We can definitely bring that up. That's a good segue into talking because, about Radiant Blessing. Because you have so much more control over the components that you're getting, combined yeah. with the fact that if you are lose, like, if you're lose streaking early, you are also getting carousel priority. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yep. you essentially have control over six, like, a, 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 a more control over about six uh, different components, right? Over between the three carousels and the three mm-hmm. armies. Yeah. Um, and then on top, so when you spike, if you're forcing mm-hmm. a comp, if you like decide very early on, you're like, this is the comp that I'm playing, mm-hmm. your itemization is pretty dang good. And then all yes. you need to do is hit the units, oh. right? Yeah, pl- plus um, you also have the radiant armory, right? Like you also have a radiant shop to just give you a full completed item yes. for the comp you're playing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You also have the radiant shop and then you get the, the fucking blessing, you go below 40. Like, it's the fact that I feel like toward the end of the set, when people started realizing, like, how easy it was to force yep. um, in 5.5, I don't think it, I actually think it's one of the easiest sets 
to force comps. Because oh, I, I, of it, it absolutely is, in my opinion. Like with with the, with the way how easy. yeah, with the way how your armories interact with um with best of salt items, with how radiant blessing like the stimmy like giving you a bunch of extra resources to help you hit. Um, it is easily like the. It is, for lack of a better way to put it, it is the set for one tricks. I would say set five, like set five point five, five point five. Sorry, specifically was like the set for one tricks. Like if if you found a comp that you were like very confident in playing, you could just twenty twenty that comp very very consistently. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking wild going into set six with that, from that. Yeah, it's very different. It is very 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 different. Let's talk yeah. about the radiant I mean... armory as well. Now I want to discuss like why it felt so good like mm -hmm. item power level in this game often fluctuates between excessively overpowered and necessary like set three um mm -hmm. and half <laughs> unnecessary like set four and set four point well four point five was a bit different but before it had a slightly less high reliance on items uh, mm -hmm. and then of course we get into set five where the the core mechanic of the set is actually based around items, items. with yep. bonuses and drawbacks and those really sort of allow you to push through a lot of the defensive or offensive comps in the game um i'd love to see them back in the future what do you guys think i'd um, prefer to see chosen back but if i had to see a set mechanic back i prefer chosen but i would not be mad about radiant items radio armories mm. Yeah, maybe not in the way it was maybe not in the specific way it was implemented, but um, I love the concept of just empowered items in general. Like all items were really fun from set four point five. What did you change? Um, so for me, I think the issue. Okay, if we want to just specifically talk a bit about radiant armories, uh, I feel personally, personally for me, part of the issue is that radiant armories give you way too much direction, uh, in terms of what you're playing, uh, because of how like extremely powerful the items are. Um, also, like, in theory, right, I mean, I'm not saying this to, to like, trash on Ready Armories, I thought this, I actually thought the set mechanic was quite good, and I enjoyed playing it, but uh, I did feel that it led to, uh, whereas, like, ideally, in an ideal world, right, it would reward flexibility, like, it would encourage you to pivot, uh, you know, blah, 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 in reality, what ended up happening a lot of the times is, is like, you know, you're just banking, you, you know, you're, for, you're forcing around a specific comp, you're playing towards a specific comp, and you're just banking on the Radio Armory, giving you a relevant sort of carry item, if that makes sense. So, a lot of, like, the sort of decisions, I mean, yeah, especially towards the, like, later half, when I got, really, like, when I had a lot of games down my belt, a lot of the decisions with, like, Radio Armories were, like, not very interesting. It's like, oh, I'm missing Frontline, okay, Bramble Vest. Oh, I miss, I, I, I need a, like, a damage item for my Lucian infinity edge like if you get what i mean guys like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i feel like I, the decision making was very simplified yeah would be the way i think it. i could count like on on two hands the number of times that i looked at a radiant shop and was like ah oh, i'm pivoting yeah yeah exactly right yeah. Like, you know what i mean because like worst case i take a zephyr in fact i actually think exactly, like yeah. what, zephyr or shroud might have been my highest win rate of uh, my highest yeah. top items ready i think ready shroud was really really good yeah every ready defensive item was good because obviously, like like you were saying, Sol, if you were just building whatever you wanted to build, knowing you were going to play mm -hmm. it anyway, and you got five defensive items, great. Mm -hmm. Your tank's got a your tank's got like a better defensive item on it. It'll live for longer. Yeah. Let the actual comp yeah. you want to play. I feel like the potentially 
in my mind, that makes it seem like there wasn't enough adversity that you faced, and that sort of comes back to the mm. items as well, like between one, yep. four, and three, five. Because you were always mm -hmm. just going to play what you pretty much already had. There wasn't ever yep. a significant, like, I, I know, I think... at least for me, someone that played, you know, in mm -hmm. in lots of challenger lobbies, pretty much mm -hmm. all set. I yep. never, I never like full pivoted my board more than like no, ten times. No, no, no. I think, um, I think if set. we, yeah, I, I think if we want, if if I was to propose like a really simple sort of change, it would be to change the options from five to three. Honestly, like if if you offer three rated items instead of five, it's a lot harder to force around a specific like item, like a specific category of item. Also, like it, it also sort of forces you to sometimes take suboptimal rated items that have to pivot your board accordingly. Because you're not going to take a radiant item like that, like let's say hypothetically you get Mordor to get three radiant items that you can't really that do not like automatically fit in your comp, right? But like you have to play around your radiant item, otherwise you're down a radiant item. So it forces you to reevaluate your current situation and, and actually play towards the radiant item. So it's it's one of those like really unintuitive sort of like weird cases where taking away options actually, you know gives the player more options like it, has to, like, make, it makes the player have to think more if that makes sense yes but i just don't like it, people wouldn't enjoy it <laughs> no 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 you um, know like, course, like everyone would be like this is just not fun but the thing is is that like um i mean i think with augments as an example right i think three okay we should say the set six talk but i think with augments for example i think like three options is like perfectly reasonable so but you get nine really you do get nine over the you know, game. If you, you only, if you only yeah. yeah. No, I think that's fair. I get what you I get what you mean. I feel like if 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 the first iteration of radiant items had been you only get three, we never would have I wouldn't be saying that. It's just <laughs> yeah. we've experienced five radiant items now. So if they take if they were to hypothetically bring it back, people would just be like, Why? <laughs> yeah. And I know that it was random, but it never really felt truly random. You know what I mean? Radiant items? Radiant yeah. items. Mm. Like, if there was, if they had started with it, let's say, for example, they were like, you get, there's two different kinds of, or there's three different kinds of radiant armories. One is five, or four, there's four, whatever, seven different ones or whatever, but you knew what they were. I feel like at the very least, you kind of would have felt like there was a little bit more personal control you could have. Because, I mean, and Gore in the chat's right, if you got what you wanted. Yeah. You just win, right? There you go. You just win. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you like get that if, radiant if you, if deathblade you... in your AD comp, and you haven't exactly deathblade. Mm. Like you've been saving a sword for IE. You know, I don't yeah. know. I think that uh, there was like... a lot of great stuff about it. There was a lot of great stuff and a lot of really enjoyable stuff. But I'm sure there's a way that people who are better game designers than us would understand to make it better. I think a lot of it also came down to the 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 set itself and and i could be very wrong here um uh, but i think that like just by virtue of how the set was built and the traits in it if you had slammed ap items and you got an ad item there were very few comms that you could actually make that work in like i don't yeah, think absolutely. you saw a lot of like ad ap carries right Lucian was the only hybrid carry, but even then, he wasn't really an AP user so, so much as he just scared off crit. So it was really just Druid Gauntlet that worked on him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even if you were going AP, it was like, you didn't want to get like Jewel Gauntlet and Deathblade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You needed the IE as well yeah, to amplify the crit. Yeah. So I think like, 
I think, again, we'll get to it eventually, but like radiant items in set six, maybe it would have felt less bad building AP items and then getting Bloodthirster because you could do fucking Fiori Yonei or some shit. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a super no, not flexible. No, I, I, th I think that's a really good point. And like, I mean, just like reiterate again, reiterate like what you just said, right? Like, I think it's very fair to say that like um, sort of how radiant items feel in terms of game flow is very very uh context dependent on the champions right in the specific yeah. set and i think that speaks volumes of just how sort of i mean to cut the game designers a bit of slack i think it speaks volumes of how hard a game like tft is to balance and design around because uh all the, systems, all the systems are so sort of interwoven interconnected with each, with each other right yeah 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 but like i just you know the number of times i play fucking velcos and i get fucking deathblade bt Yep. Fucking last yeah. response. <laughs> it was uh, not great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, it great. goes on Maris, Callista. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, look, I, I think that was a a fantastic sort of set five point five discussion and, and retrospective. I mean, mm -hmm. I know for me personally, it's the highest that I've been during a set, and I think that if you're attempting to move into a semi competitive space, if if a set is out there that you're really good at, you're probably going to like it a little bit more than some of the other ones. And maybe when we look back on it, we'll, we'll love it even more because of that. Yeah. I think Sapphire was solid. Like Sapphire 5.5 was, was solid. Like it doesn't rank for me. It doesn't rank particularly highly, but you know, I don't think it was terrible. I, I thought that five itself was terrible, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's like so interesting about like looking back at sets and being like, it wasn't terrible. Because of the nature of the game and the nature, you know, the fact that we have sets and sets and sets, like I don't know many other games that work like that, but where you look back and you're like, can I just play that one again? It, it, it's so weird because when I look back at like set four, like I think it's like actually like really cool and I miss it, but then I like think about actually playing, like when I actually played it. And I, I remember I used to mold so much about like Chosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you'll mold yeah. about it. You'll mold about anything and everything. I have a lot of nostalgia for fucking set two. Fair. Um, yeah. I like set two as well, and I played it for two weeks. Yeah. It was my last set of innocence where I didn't fucking <laughs> care about shit. Anyway. Good Guys, we're going to split up and then talk about uh, something that maybe we'll have Hinzi back on in six months' time and we'll discuss the retrospective of set six. But <laughs> Yeah! I Let me wanna, actually. <laughs> I want to discuss... Yeah. Set six. Hinzy, how has PBE been for you overall? Ah, uh, traumatic. <laughs> it's made me realize that I'm not actually that good at TFT. <laughs> no matter. Like, like, I'm always bad at the start of patches, let alone sets. But, like, I, I, it's really interesting, I think, because I have this ideology in my head that, like, I'm a, I'm a flexible player. Like, I like to think that I play fairly flexible. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not like, that's not me going like, that's why I didn't like do super well in set 5.5 because set five was my best set ever. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's really interesting kind of like actually playing and being like, I'm really fucking struggling. Like I'm really, I cannot move. My brain can't move quickly enough because my APM is shit. Like my APM is, is, is not good. Um, so like, I love it. I love the idea of it and I look at it and I'm like, oh, when I understand this, I'm going to fucking enjoy it. But it's like, it's fucking hard, man. It's, <laughs> it's a tough hard. set. It is for sure. It also okay. feels incredibly swingy. Like I think mm -hmm. augments, yeah. 
I think it might be. I say I'm saying this a lot tonight, but I, every time I'm saying it, I do genuinely believe it. I think it might be not as uh, competitive mm -hmm. as I originally thought when I heard about this. Okay, right. I mean, if you were, if we were just really, really quickly touch on like swinginess, in my personal opinion, I think augments, at least the prismatic augments, have the potential like to create sort of like even bigger swings than uh, chosen did. Uh, especially, Absolutely. Like, well, well, okay, I say this when like if we remember back to specific patches before chosen was correctly reworked, right? Chosen was incredibly. Chosen was like Chosen was incredibly swinging. Like, uh, like if you remember back to like the four one sort of lottery days in Chosen, when uh, it literally like you know you could just hit a Chosen four course out of your shop out of nowhere, and boom, you have direction. Boom, you have you, you stabilize your board. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, I don't think it's that outlandish of <laughs> of a comment to make, but yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand you where you're coming. coming. I understand where you're coming from. I think that. There's so many of them, man. I still don't, I don't know is it, fucking 40% of them. Is it, is it bad if I'm getting to the point where, like, I, I can recognize every augment? Like, yes, every that's so bad, because I, I fucking... I, every is game I see two I've never seen before. Is it bad I've played that much? <laughs> I see... I like, I'm, like, in a fucking yeah. sweat PBE in-house challenger lobby, and I'm like, what the fuck does that one do? What do you mean my units are, it's a fucking disarm for two and a half seconds? I've never seen this book. I saw that for the first time today. The Challenger Disarm one. On guard. Yes, yeah, on guard. You, see, Come you on. even know the name. <laughs> that's that's my struggle, is that I, I'm a slow, that's slow okay. mechanic and... understander. I just think that it's like, it's got a lot of potential to be a struggle, man. <laughs> like, it's got a lot of potential. It's not even a lot, like a lot of potential, it just is a big struggle. Like, let, yeah. let's, 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 let's just, let's be, let's be upfront here. Uh, yeah, the set mechanic. So, I mean, I think in terms of complexity, it's easily, ooh, it might be the most complex mechanic that they've done. Um, I guess shadow items are pretty complex, but I feel like that a lot of the complexity is sort of fake complexity. Uh, augments, I feel like a lot of it is actually true complexity. However, however, I think that what has been fairly smart about is that it's only three options, and it's uh, not all the options are front-loaded to you at once. You know, it's 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 three options at three stages of the game, so uh, it feels a little bit less overwhelming uh, in terms of you know, like uh, like like for example, like even though there's hundreds of augments, like 140 or something augments, you only have to read what three of them do at any time, and I don't at least so far. I I mean, we'll have to see when we play like when there's more data. It doesn't feel like there are too many augments. There's, there's not too much cross-augment synergy. There's obviously some, but there's not too much to the point where uh, if you don't know a specific augment's interaction with another one, um, then you're, like, missing out. If that makes sense. Like, most of the information is, like, front-loaded to you. Like, it does what it says it does. Mm. Yeah, and it's also... It's good that there's, like, a little thing that exists that just stays there and reminds you on your board. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, what have I got? It would be very bad. Oh, I can tell. It's like hex core. It's called a hex core or something. Yeah. But yeah. That's good. I like that mm -hmm. fact. Hins, mm -hmm. what do you think? What do you think on that topic? One of the things that I've kind of trying to be tried to incorporate into my play um, is kind of recognizing that a lot of the augments don't actually change how you play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like a lot of them are just like, okay, I have a stat, yeah. or like mm -hmm. I have an extra unit, and like, yes, it, it they don't require you to 
massively <laughs> reframe how you think about the game. Like, yes, the math in terms of like what you can fit in, it changes a little. And because there are more horizontal traits, like that can get quite complicated. But once you once like we settle into like understanding the horizontal traits and the breakpoints and all that, I don't think that the set is gonna be as complex. Obviously it's not gonna be as complex as it currently feels. Um and I but like I, I would actually love to go through the augments at some point. I won't, I, mm-hmm. I won't, because I'm lazy. But and actually look at them and go like, how many of these, if I got early, would genuinely change yeah. my approach to the rest of the game? Mm-hmm. Like significantly, like in yeah. terms of like, um, you know, rich get richer. I'm yeah. trying to get to seventy as quickly as possible, probably. Or hyper roll. I'm just roll, I'm just rolling down to zero. Like, mm-hmm. how many of those augments are there? Actually, I feel like most of the ones that are are, are econ. Yeah, the answer is uh, yeah, the answer to that is uh, not particularly many. There are um, so off the top of my head, um, I mean, in terms of truly game warping uh, augments, almost all of them are prismatic, uh, and most of them uh, make you fundamentally change the way you think about your econ in some way. So you've got rich got richer, um, obviously with the seven econ thing. Uh, you've got I think uh, wait as, as prismatic, you've got windfall, which gives you an insane amount of gold. So your econ your econ timings are completely like weird. Uh, what else is there? I think I think this, the next one's that gold rarity, the ma- march of progress, the one that locks off your leveling but gives you four passive XP a turn. Um, and then all, all chains to gold or experience. Sorry, what? All the game changing ones are tied to gold or experience. Yes, correct. The yeah. ones that fundamentally change the game are tied to gold or experience. Correct. There aren't that many game changing ones that like manipulate the AI of the game itself. If that makes sense, like of the AI of the units themselves. No, there's not as many of that. Yeah. But there are a there are a few that like. Um, uh, Maxi says, "Why is spending?" I'm trying to remember which one. Why spending is? Oh, the, is why spending the one that? Uh, when you spend one? gold, you get experience. I'm pretty sure. I, I think that's it. It's, it's gold and experience. Yeah, yeah. When you reroll, you get like yeah. one experience or some shit. I, I mean, yeah, we don't have to list them all. It's kind of boring. But point is, is that most of them alter the way you think about econ in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a fundamental skill expressive environment, I think. Agreed. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think it um I think it does have the downside of um leading to specific uh games where you're like, Oh, this is a rich get richer game, I'm gonna do this. Oh, it's a hyper game, I'm gonna do this. But uh I mean I think so so at a micro level it might not be particularly skill expressive in that like you just do the thing. But I think uh, having a decent game knowledge of knowing when to, you know, like how to play specific styles according to augments, sort of more of a macro sort of thinking, right, is is, is its own form of skill expression. I think it absolutely promotes flexible play. Like, mm-hmm. there's no there's no doubting that at all. Um, and I do think, like, there it is complex. It's a complex mm-hmm. set. Yep. Um, but just in terms of, like, approaching the set and not getting overwhelmed i do think it 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 has helped me at least to be like this is not i'm just playing the game just playing the game and have an extra mercenary it's like Mm -hmm. you know um i was going to say i do think uh um pro tip i've never bought forward when i've started with uh metabolic whatever it is the one that heals you every round oh the heal two yeah yeah i actually think that one's really good yeah, actually, that, was, that one's yeah. unironically good at, like, 1-4, because it ends up being, like, worth, like, 20, 40 HP or something insane. Yeah. It's yeah. it's 10 health every every round. It's if 10. You lose, it, if, you, if you are always below 100. Because it's 2 health, 
Yes, two health every turn, right? And you have five combat rounds every round. Yes. So by stage yes. five, it's like 40, 50, it can be 60 health over the course yeah, of the it's ten health. it's 10 health every stage, exactly. It's 10 if health you're playing every tournament, stage, yeah. and you get fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think that thing at 1-4 is really good. Yeah, because it lets you, it lets you um, lose streak with like, like while barely taking any damage at all. It's, it's quite, quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hens, you had a couple of uh, specific topics around set six that you wanted to talk about. Is there anything specifically that you yeah. wanted to delve into? Oh, what did I say? I talked. To, I said I want to talk about um stage two. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Stage two has really interested me since um set four, right? Uh, because I like I know that people say that chosen's were swingy, and they were, mm-hmm. but I think that like stage two in set four and four point five was the healthiest it's ever been. Agreed. Um, because yeah. like you had, though you have never had more agency in the early. Yes, correct. It's like. Mm-hmm. No one, no one in any in any elo like above GM mm-hmm. uh, is going to roll in stage two. So like you lose so much player agency, and if you don't hit, you're fucked. Particularly yep. with all of these augments that are like, you get two target dummies, you get woodland heart, you get fun. Like you're just getting six owed, and you're like, I ha- I literally can't do anything mm-hmm. because I got like, I got the fucking augment that is like your socialite square is like around but i don't have a fucking tarot like um <laughs> yeah or some shit like that so I, stage two to me is the feels the worst it's the it's the worst feeling part of the game and it has yeah. been all throughout stage five and 5.5 i feel like like there's so little you can do when all the, when, when all that i can do is like position like all of my units on the right hand side and hope i kill one unit yeah. I don't know. agreed um, I mean, Mort has um, said this himself that like one of the overall big sort of structural changes that he wants to eventually make over the, like to the game is that he would like to see more play agency in stage two, right? So if you really think about like um, stage two, at least at the way that we currently think about the game, because um, just because you know it's established that this is how you play does not necessarily make it correct. It's entirely possible that it's a different way of playing, which we just we as players just haven't discovered yet. But given our current understanding of the game, you know, you almost should never roll in stage two. You should make as much econ as you should as you can. You make two star units. You like you make units and play stronger sport accordingly. If you're if you're trying to lose streak, you try to kill units. A lot of that ends up just sort of playing itself out very easily, especially once you you know, especially once you've got a lot of games on the belt. You know, let's say you're like a like a like I don't know, like a mid GM, or even if you're like a masters player, like a lot of the stuff you like you should know. Like you'll know from playing. So, at least, like, coming from set 5, right, we, we, we basically came out of a state where um, set, stage, stage 2 essentially played itself out. There's not very many real, true decisions to sort of make. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Particularly, because also on top of all of that, it's the, the one point in the game where you can play anyone. So, like, you mm-hmm. can't even yes. really right. play around positioning smart yep. until, like, the last round. And even then, it's like... But the most you can do is, like, I don't know, m- move your Kha'Zix to a different corner last minute. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. most you can do is, like, quick scout, be like, okay, most people are on the right mm-hmm. side, I guess I'm on the left. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. I think and I think Chosen was... Chosen gave you the most agency because you could choose to take an early Chosen because you were guaranteed a certain number of Chosens in Stage 2. Mm. Or you could choose to greed, and I was, like, and that's fine. But that's mm-hmm. on you. That's a choice 
that you have made to not buy a chosen yep. or to buy a chosen. Yep. I don't think we've ever actually seen. I think that's the only player agency we've actually really. Mm, mm, uh, I mean, obviously you can choose what units in your shop to buy, but like it's yep. the best form of player agency we've seen in stage. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of put like a like a sort of capstone on like this specific topic, and that like set four was definitely one of the only sets where. Um, sorry, I have to read that comment. Like, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll definitely say that uh, set four is yeah one of the uh, only sets where rolling on stage two. Um, hasn't felt like a, a complete grief, for like a way, a way to put it. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot that people actually did that. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I was just thinking about this. Yeah, because fucking Zed. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like you, you actually had a lot of reason to roll during stage two and set four, right? Um, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Like, just, yeah. You just threw me off tempo a bit, but that's okay. Uh, like, like for example, like you know, you could be rolling for Fortune. You could be rolling for Zed. Is a good example. You could be playing like Moonlight, trying to hit like a failure. Like, there's a lot of things, right? In set two, that so set two, sorry, set four, that would justify rolling at stage two, uh, mm. especially if you low rolled opening chosen, right? Yeah. 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 I hadn't even thought about it that in depth. I just yeah. remembered it having more agency. Didn't mm. remember why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I, I'm wary, you know, I'm wary of this because I, we've all, not all of us, but I remember, you know, in previous sets where, you know, uh, the, the, the player damage was lower in stage two. Um, mm -hmm. And what it just meant was that everyone griefed stage two and everyone just, yeah. like, uh, open-forded. But I wonder, and it's, but it's tough because, like, some games, not, every, not everyone's going to get Woodland or, or or, yep. or fawn or whatever mm -hmm. but like i do wonder if 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 they need to attack player damage in stage two i don't know yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's interesting little... when it comes to set six i feel like there's a relatively nice balance after the scrap nerfs to the specific scrap champions where nothing feels significantly unplayable at the moment early game like there's actually a couple of um multiple directions that you can go um with multiple uh with multiple smaller traits that actually kind of balance themselves out by by their synergies like caitlin and vi is a good example of like a smaller synergy that actually lets you get through the early game pretty easily of course you've got the pretty nice easy addition of things like blitzcrank ezreal plus a bodyguard aura protector You've got Bruiser opening, you've got Chemtech, you've got Academy, Protectors. I think there's quite a lot of... Yep. There's quite a lot of mixed early game at the moment that mm -hmm. makes it... I mean, I certainly haven't seen... Unless I was, like, teaching somebody the new set or, like, showing them. I haven't seen anyone at, like, 70 health at 2... Or, like, 65 health at 2.6, you know what I mean? Like, no one's just getting 5-0'd every round. At the very least, the early game unit power seems, like, pointedly average, which is a good thing. Like, everything seems to be on a similar level of balance at the moment. Whether or not that remains true obviously remains to be seen, but it's not a bad thing right now. Yeah, my experience has been a bit different. Um, but again, it's PBE. Like it's yeah. so fucking yeah. hard to tell. Everything right? is Every, all three of us have had unique experiences this whole time, basically. Yeah, I think I think what I'm definitely noticing, and this is probably come back. This is more on me as a player. Um, I feel like I have no fucking gold. 
Like, <laughs> I feel like it's so, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I actually do think that's on me. I think it's like, uh-huh. I, I, I don't have a read on like when I can streak. Um, like, I, I can't remember the last time I five lost or five wins streaked. Interesting. On PVE. And that is yeah. a, that's a significant, like, you need time to play the set to figure it out kind of thing. Like, the unit power is so hard. I've been complaining about this basically the whole time, but it's only a problem until you actually start playing it. It, uh, Like, until you start playing it on live. It's like, I don't know if my board beats that board. Or is if I put this unit in now, am I going to beat this guy with this unit kind of thing? And that's just sort of, like, muscle memory from playing the game. That thing kind of happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, three or four days after the set goes live, you'll start to you'll start to feel like, yeah, I definitely win that matchup and things like that. But even bringing it back to set 5.5, like when I was still climbing three, two, three months into the set, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, do I win this round? Like, I can't really tell. (laughs) I guess so. And like, I'm watching other streamers and I I, like, Mm. I'll use my good friend Jay Darney as an example. (laughs) <laughs> a Velcos, a Velcos one trick. A notorious squid game. A notorious gamer. squid gamer. All he does is play Velcos over and over <laughs> again. But I'm watching him play, and he's played like 600 games on the on the fucking 5.5, and he's like rank five. And he's like, oh, I definitely lose here, and he wins by six units. And you're like, Somet- <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just get it wrong. Yeah, it's true. I feel like everyone like... is secretly not a very good fight judge. I mean. <laughs> And that's okay. Like that's okay, but that's like that's just something that comes with like repetition as long as you're making sure. It's a really interesting thought though, like to, that idea of like because you hear it about everyone, right? Like everyone's a terrible fight judge. I don't know anyone that's a good fight judge. No, yeah. I've never met I, a fight like, judge in my life. Like I, like I, like I, like I know that I know I've never that met a fight judge in my life. I know there are people who are good, but like mm. that's an interesting thought, mm. right? And I think it kind of speaks to the to some extent, maybe speaks to the jankiness of, of movement and targeting mm-hmm. um, that exists in TFT, but I don't know if we're ever really going to address. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know what that would look like, right? Like, like there are boards where you could, like, not change the positioning. Yeah. Just put them against each other, same units, same items, same augments, and, like, one win, one loss, one win, one loss. I mean... If we want to, yeah, like, to add to this topic, right? I mean, I think that's why puzzle mode would be really, really cool to actually have, because then you could actually, like, more or less run the simulations in like your spare time, like off, mm. off the, uh, you know, I was gonna say off the rift, but we're not on Summoner's Rift. I don't know what to call the TFT like game. What space, is it? The but... convergence. The oh god! Oh god! Yeah, sure. Oh, then we'll go with that one. Oh, well, while you're off the convergence, that, yeah, that's, 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 that's the that's that's the in-game narrative. That's the law. That's 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 no cap. It's called, anyway, it's called the yeah, convergence. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Like, we'll see what the convergence. So so anyway, I, I think that like that's a big appeal of puzzle mode. In addition to the fact that it's it's just like a fun brain teasery thing to do on the side, you get to learn these sort of interactions that you know you might not see very often, and then yeah. This, this kind of stuff can actually come up in game, which is really cool, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Our, um, our last topic that I've got written down here on a little bit of set six is a... Um, uh, well, it's, it's 36 hours or so until the set goes live as of time of recording. So maybe when some of you hear this for the first time, you'll already be playing set six. But one of the things I've written down here is efficient tips to climb. Efficient I... tips. 
Right. Efficient tips to climb, and, and let's talk about... Um, uh, the chat's going to confuse me, because I'm sure I just saw it. If it's out on the morning of the 4th, it's now the evening. It's, it's 36 hours, yeah. 36 uh, hours it, or so. From according to Keith, though, there is a delay, so it won't be out okay. tomorrow. All right, well, that's fine. I mean, that I can... We, we'll all survive that way. It's time to do assignments, actually. It's actually not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's, let's say, we're, right now, we're not talking to the people who are listening that are veteran players of the game. We're, we're talking mm. to the people that are... Don't play. They maybe they play all the sets. Maybe their, mm -hmm. maybe their best results are plaid or diamond four or mm. anything like that. Whatever it may be, I, I guess um, what I'd like to do here is just get your guys' opinions on an efficient way when a new set comes out to learn and to climb up the ranks. Let's start with you, Sol. Uh, okay. I mean, it depends on how new how new you are and how like how much you play. Um. So for players that play very sort of casually, or like are just straight up new to the game, okay, people are not gonna like this, but... Uh, <laughs> and I mean like if you're like, you know, like plaid or like, you know, silver gold or whatever, and you, you want to climb, just uh, look up the most uh, broken, degenerate reroll comp, learn how to like, and, and just watch a streamer play it like once or twice, and just do that every game. You'll have fun. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll gain rings. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm actually serious. Like, I actually unironically say this because, like, when you have like a very linear game plan that you can replicate, like every game, right? Um, you get to focus on the other factors of the game, like on the fundamentals, like you know, econing, playing strongest board, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like when you sort of simplify the game down to just like you know, seven, eight units, it's a lot harder to get overwhelmed, and it's a lot less. It's like a lot less dizzy, I would say. Um, but I will say that eventually. You do want to eventually transition to a point where you sort of branch out into like other compositions. But for players that are sort of new or take the game a lot more casually, uh, I tend to recommend just picking out a linear strategy, usually a reroll comp, and just playing that a lot. Hins, what do you think? Uh, look, I'm coming off the back of 10 fifths, so don't fucking ask me. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, but the, the thing that excites me is that like I look at all of those fifths and I'm like, I fucking misplayed. So like, I don't feel that bad about the set. I know that I'm like not playing well. I reckon if we're look if we're talking like plat, diamond, whatever, mm -hmm. um, I think that the two comps to play are just gonna be like Yodels and Scrap. Honestly. Because they're very easy to pick up very early on. They're very straightforward in terms of how you play them. I think Yodels um, is a really good one. Yeah. I think Yodels would be particularly good because like like any reroll comp or any comp that relies on hitting three stars, when everyone else is playing shit boards, you <laughs> live forever. So you're just That's like guaranteed right. to hit, right? Mm -hmm. So you just fucking go six, you yeah. find your Yodels, maybe you go seven and get Jana for like scrap, scholar, and Janta. Mm. I mean um, I, I, sorry, you, you finished. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No. That was my fucking. I have other okay. thoughts, but that's like my best. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I just want to. So I, I just want to briefly add that. Um, I mean, like, like we did touch on this at the start that like this isn't really aimed at you know people like high elo and whatnot. But um, I guess this is more applicable to the people sort of hard stuck around like masters, like the lower hundreds, like hundred to like three hundred, four hundred LP, and uh, trying to figure out what they can do to sort of make the extra jump. Um, I will say that once you sort of hit masters, once you hit like you know hundred, two hundred LP, you know you've got your sort of Feed in the water, right? Um, the next step to improve is to sort of focus more on improving holistically as a player instead of just trying to like brainlessly replicate the exact same strategy like over and over again. If that makes any sense. Once you get to that point, it's 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 the way you climb is very much trying to like experimenting, 
trying to learn new things, trying out like different like decision like like different decisions that you like you know you wouldn't normally make, and, and sort of learning and getting better from that. But up until that point, yeah, it's just 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 one trick. <laughs> just 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 one trick. Yeah. <laughs> I think one trick until you stop climbing, and I think at that mm. stage, what what genu- and this is like this is what excites me about the set is that like even yeah, I'm struggling with it. I got a lot of fits, but I know that I'm playing wrong. Mm. Like in those, but my approach literally has been like strongest board, strongest board, strongest board, top four. Like I, I don't care about winning. I've never really mm. been like a first or second player. I'm, I'm very much so a third or fourth player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that particularly at the start of the set, if your goal is to like every round, look at the units in your shop, look at your augments, Look at the units on your on your bench. Look at the units on your board. What combination of them is the most powerful board right now? Um, and then you know, just play that for a while. Just play that for 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 like a couple of games. It'll fucking suck. You'll lose a bunch of LP, but it will actually help you so much in terms of like spring. Because when it clicks, you're fucking skyrocket, right? And then after that, you can worry about like figuring out like mid game and late game transitions, right? Like in lower elos, you don't even need to transition. You just keep playing strongest board and everyone else dies out. Um, yeah. And then you become me and you're like, oh, I play pretty decent early game, pretty decent mid game. And then I fucking fall off a cliff because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing late game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Genuinely, that, that's, my, that's my advice. And I think that's particularly mm-hmm. potent for this set. I think that strongest board, people say it all the fucking time, but I do think that it, it practicing it now and getting accustomed to it at the start of set six if you are trying to break through masters like low masters etc mm-hmm. it will really be to your benefit and you'll enjoy the game more it's so much more fun when you feel like you're playing flex you feel like go you feel like oh i'm so fucking good at this game anyway that's me mm-hmm. yeah i um i'd like to expand very just very quickly on the idea of being a a strongest board gamer and just say that when it comes to playing your strongest board uh, for somebody that's new or a newer player or a slightly more casual style player don't be afraid to go away from the traits and the synergies and don't get too caught up in those shiny little orbs on the left side of your screen to like just just play units together and see if they work. If they don't work, mm-hmm. you know for next time. Yeah, oh, I if they don't that. work, you know I've not got, to do it. I've got this two cost and this two this two star unit and this two star unit. Man, I'm losing every fight. I don't know what it is. I can take one out and swap it. You'll mess it up. You're gonna me- if you're gonna be flexible and if you're gonna play what pro players call strongest board just be a, don't be afraid to mess up because you mm-hmm. will get better for it this yeah. unit and this unit don't work together because oh man my singed flipped this and then the caitlin altered it when i wanted it to alt something else and i actually altered the singe flip target oh maybe mm-hmm. i'll move the caitlin next time or maybe i don't play the singe maybe i play this protector that i have on my bench or maybe i buy this unit in my shop that gives me whatever bruiser just don't be afraid to mess up when you when you're learning how to play flexibly because you will as hinzi said you are gonna mess up and you are gonna lose lp but when you get it man you feel so fucking good 
it's like it's like it shoots through here and it goes up and it goes into your brain and your head gets a little bit rounder and a bit bigger and you're like holy shit i'm unstoppable at this team fight tactics game man i'm so good um don't be afraid to mess I... up. beautifully said <laughs> beautifully I have said. A, a quick addendum of course sure. um it will also like make it easier for you to accept losing and it will help you identify like what you're doing wrong. Like if you kind of come to terms with the fact that you're, you're just going to lose games when you're trying new shit. Um, it means that when you like, you can actually look back on games and be like, okay, why did I lose that? Mm-hmm. And it changes, it, it can help change your mental from like, I didn't hit to being like, Oh, I tried something new. I tried this. This didn't work in this situation. That is like an actual learning that you can take away from that moment instead of being like, I'm trying to force this comp because I've seen someone play it. You don't actually learn many applicable skills, really, uh, because once that comp is not meta anymore or whatever, or like when you don't have the augment set up for it, it's like, I don't know. I'm going to shut up now. I could talk about this for hours. No, also, watch no. small streamers because they'll actually talk to you and they can explain <laughs> their thought process. Like, more cap, I know that like it's a meme because we're all like, Small streamers. streamers. <laughs> but genuinely yeah. watch small streamers because you can actually engage in That's conversation true. with them and like type them a but, question but and they can be like, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll be like, this is why I did this. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. this one thing in this one round. Mm-hmm. Great. Absolutely. Great. I think that's been a really good discussion, guys. Uh, I'm going to toss it over now to. Soul, and we're going to get some viewer questions in because I think we've got some, Hell, we've yeah. got some good ones today. All right, let's go. Okay, viewer questions segment time. Okay, all right. Anyone can answer this. Anyone can jump off and answer this. Uh, so, first one is uh, what was. I do my favorite answer this a little bit. Okay, we did one actually. But anyway, what was your favorite comp to play in set 5.5? I feel like I already have the answers, but lightning round. Oh, I'm going to type it in chat. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Pledge, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's not And we already know your love of Yasuo. And yeah, moving on. Uh, okay. Who's your, who was your favorite and least favorite units in 7.5? We did discuss this one really quickly as well. Um, I absolutely hated Thresh, and I loved Aphelios and Yasuo. Um, Action. Cool. <laughs> all right real question actual question uh cool uh was set 5.5 too balanced also known as were there issues with the game becoming too stale because of the core mechanic thoughts it's a great question i really love this question the game felt very found out pretty early on i think um mm-hmm. i will I, i'll expand on that in a little bit i want to talk to the hinzi about this i think you were quite excited by this question Talk to me a little bit about the idea of being too balanced. I think it's an interesting, like the, the phrasing is interesting because it's like, was it too balanced or did just not enough change between set five and 5.5? Hmm. Um, like, I think it, I do think both are true. I think it's a combination of like, we knew the most powerful boards. It's a combination of a bunch of things that we've talked about. We knew the most powerful boards. We knew what items could work, not necessarily BIS, but like what potential items could work. And armories and radiant items 
Um, the fact that you could guarantee like six components if you were loose streaking the entire game, plus you get the spike from Radiant Blessing and Radiant Item, um, meant that it was a lot easier to force comps. So the, the comps that we saw were relatively stale because that was the optimal way to play, right? Like um, the comps themselves were fairly rigid. Like I think at the end of the day, there were like maybe 14 comps that you saw in in across your lobbies in challenge. Mm -hmm. I, like I don't I never saw fucking carry zigs. Really I saw it maybe one every like 50 games. You know what I mean? Like by the end of by the end of the set I was like I've seen this carry, I've seen this carry, I've seen this mm. carry, I've seen this. every single comp that I saw for the last two or three weeks of playing I had seen before at some point during the set. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can fix that. Um, but I think it was a combination of boring and like also all those comps could win. Yeah. I think it was a combination of like Boring and like relatively easy to game the system to get what mm -hmm. you needed for the mm -hmm. comp. And then you just needed to hit the units. Like it didn't feel to me particularly skill expressive by the end, except in terms of like um, the skill expression being knowing all the available comps yeah. and what they need. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your thoughts, Cotton? Yeah, I think by the time you get to a, a 0.5 set mm -hmm. right you've played most of the units mm. for a long time if you're a consistent player so you kind of just know like you will just know the difference between um a good start and a bad start a good carry and a bad carry a good positioning and a bad positioning mm -hmm. you'll just you'll just you'll just understand when you go into a mid set and so there's mm. there's infinitely less to learn just from like a gameplay a replayability standpoint maybe i mean maybe it's better that way maybe it's worse that way i can't really be I don't know. the one to say it but mm -hmm. sorry hints go on give me your thoughts I, just, I, don't, I don't know anyone who would say it's better like i don't know anyone who would say like i want small changes for the mid set like, like, feel free to like put your hand up and 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 challenge me on that. But I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who is like, yeah, I enjoyed. I thought that the the number of changes they made in set five point five was more than enough. But yeah. I, I could be wrong. That's <laughs> absolutely my. I, I I I mean the thing is is that like I, I did bring this up a little bit already, but I, the thing is that like in reality, um, they actually brought in quite a few changes in set five point five. It's just mm. that. I think that um, gameplay is just so tied to the carries and that there is a lot of, I don't know if this is the right way to use this word, but there's a lot of uh, sort of almost recency bias in that if you keep seeing the same carries over and over again, the other systems of the game could be completely changed, but because you are getting Velcos beamed over and over again, <laughs> it more or less feels like the same thing, right? Because uh, if we really think about the sort of mechanics that were changed, uh, you have an entire mechanic of shadow items being removed. You have the introduction of the radiant armory. You have uh, you have the introduction of the radiant blessing, the stimmy, which was completely it's a completely new concept. And yet, five point five still felt like a very small like set update. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that not like basically none of the forecasts were changed. We were playing the exact same carries as we were a previous set. You know, still playing Draven, still playing Felios, still playing Velkos. You know, a lot of the same, still playing Karma, a lot of the same faces. So, yeah. Yeah. And 
<clears throat> look the, the the whole point of the mid sets you know the whole reason that they wanted to put them in the first place was to make holistic changes while keeping the theme mm -hmm. so they could work on bigger projects for the bigger sets that's great do that mm -hmm. but i think what they learned between set four and 4.5 was that they needed to be much quicker on the rigorous changes every mm -hmm. fortnight they needed to be like this is way too good mm. yes. nerf 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 you know like really mm -hmm. really if something is just broken they've done a much better job on like identifying and nerfing it relatively quickly i would just say mm. like maybe they need to do it maybe they need to like focus on on buffing more things per like per fortnight or per month or whatever it may be i think that that would lead to certainly a a less static feeling mm. like all of a sudden these like seven different units all at once are getting significant buffs i think they shouldn't be afraid to do that because i mean I guess that from a game design perspective, if they have to revert things, they very clearly feel like it's a failure. Mm. And Mort said yep. as much that that mm -hmm. they feel like they don't want to revert huge changes immediately because they need to yep. see it play out over a significant period of time. Mm -hmm. But the more experimental they are in a 0.5 set, I think the better it will be for like player retention for the boring i say boring it's not boring the slower period of interest in the game i will say that um if we're just talking about the context of 5.5 um getting a bit stale i think that does at the end of the day have a lot to do with the fact that the traits in set 5 are just not particularly exciting they're not very flashy in any way um, most of them are just number buffs, like, most of them just give you more stats. They may just make your team, like, do more damage. Um, there's nothing particularly... They even removed Coven, one of the main, sort of... One of the traits that actually had, like, sort of positioning nuance to it, right? And that, um, you know, could enable a bunch of, you know, sort of unconventional units to be played as carries. Um, I'm thinking about, like, Coven, Ivan, and other, other similar, like, silly things, right? Coven, Aphelios. There's a lot of silly, silly things you can do with Coven. So they sort of... They, firstly, the set already does not have that much room for creativity. And then they take away one of the traits that you could be very creative with. Essentially, ends up... You end up essentially left with a set that has a lot of... Yes, the balance is quite good, but, you know, you're just smacking each other around with a bunch of numbers. There's nothing flashy. There's no oh-wow moments happening. It's just Velkos beaming your entire board down every time. Uh, yeah. Mm. Removing Coven was so weird to me. I was like, this yeah. is like one of the just... traits that you have. And it I never felt problematic. No. After LeBlanc, no. it never felt problematic. I mean, LeBlanc was the problem. It's not Coven that's the issue, right? It's the yeah. LeBlanc chain with the dark blue bluff that, yeah, was the yeah. issue. But yeah, Morgana anyway. was one of the most enjoyable and flexible mm -hmm. frontliners in the entire Absolutely. set five. Mm -hmm. Yep. She had good traits. She was interesting. She had a good ability. You know, it wasn't overpowered. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like if you three start it, it wasn't like game breakingly overpowered. Mm -hmm. Like, and then whatever the other one was, Cassandra. <laughs> <right? laughs> I think also like not to excuse it, but at the end of the day, they've said it multiple times. Like they were working on set six. They they made yes. a they made a they made a choice. They made a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay with like set five being like five and five and five being the way they were. Like especially after having played so much set six, like it's very clear that they that's where they allocated all of their resources, right? Yeah, and I think one of the most heartening things to come out of Set 5 and 5.5 is, like, to, to read, like, the, um, you know, their their recollections on it and to see Mort being like, here's what didn't work. And to, like, as a player, I don't know if anyone read that post when he made yeah. it, um, but yeah. as a player, reading that and going, like, yes, I agree with all of this. This is yeah. personal. Yeah, that's very, very experience. Yeah, yeah. To, hear, to hear the actual lead dev be like, mm-hmm. I share these concerns was mm. cool. They're good at the 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 TFT designers are good at the game, you know. Yeah, Mort and um, like, Kent, Kent especially. Kent is actually and Kent, right? like the, yeah, yeah, Kent. the Kent League of Legends. Good. The League of Legends community is like quite up in arms about it because I don't know. I think I saw this big post of a while ago after Mort did the set five point five retrospective and how mm-hmm. he felt, and he was talking about like what it's like to play at a relatively high level and understand it. Mm. I think that it's a very unique benefit. It is a very is. unique benefit because I'm pretty sure that the the main outcry from that from the uh, another Riot Games game League of Legends yeah. was that their main designer is like Silver Three or something. Yeah, as a as like a as like a casual semi serious like in that like I, I do actually play League as well with my friends in like a team based setting. Um, it's a pretty big meme as to like the state of League of Legends game design, in that their designers don't even really play the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very the designers unique, are not very sorry. TFT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the designers are not very transparent and don't really even play the game. So yeah, and bad Mort, combo. Mort puts himself out there, man. That is mm. fucking hard. I wouldn't do it mm. if I was the lead designer of TFT. No fucking way. I would like leave my Twitter DMs open and like leave my Discord DMs mm. open for fucking people to complain every single Absolutely. day that i tweet or like i post a picture about my fucking wife and i've got hundreds of comments about like how shit my life mm. like my the game design and my job is like so uh, think, and yeah. it's not an enviable position and i think yeah. that like him also having time to be good at the game and like retroactively mm. change things about the game and like understand the competitive player point of view yeah big up that, that makes me want to keep playing you know that makes me yeah. want to come back to the game over and over again because mm-hmm. they care about it so yeah um, so should I mean, I. so i should care about it because they've told me that they do yeah i mean i haven't said this on stream i mean this is turning to a more appreciation thread at this point but um i haven't said this on stream but um part of the reason i sort of stuck with tft despite like specific like low points of the game is actually because of like mort and his like and the fellow game designers he gets on like to do retrospectives as well like seeing that sort of level of sort of transparency and almost dedication and honesty as well is something I think very very rare. You just don't see this very often at all in just the gaming sphere, like especially in competitive gaming, right? Like a lot of game designers just sort of, I mean, this is not a slight at all, but just a lot of game design and for good reason, right? A lot of game designers just sort of hide behind, you know, their screens and they don't really say anything. They're just like, okay, guys, here are the balance changes. All right, you guys, you guys can go play, right? Fucking see you. Yeah, pretty much, right? All right, peace. See you guys later. So, yeah. Um. All right, cool. Uh. So, all right, we touched on that. That was a pretty good question. I feel like those are pretty good answers. Um. I will do a quick addendum to some of these questions because we did answer them before, but I feel like there's interest. There's a just 
you just change the set number and it's a decent question. Um, so far from like PB experience, guys, what has been your sort of leading sort of front runners? What have your sort of favorite comps have sort of been so far in set six? Comps that I think are good or comps that I Oh, just comp play? like, actually, it's probably better to just say what comps have you enjoyed playing? Because good is always going to like, it's going to change very, very, you know. So I, literally had like, yeah. I literally had three or four days where if I didn't get an econ trait at one four, I just quit. <laughs> because I want to play Yordles. Like, I was just, I, I, like, I, I, was, I was like, I'm not committing to 40 minutes of this game unless I'm getting Yordles. Like, <laughs> did, you, did you play? Did you play like the actual like the way it was intended, or did you play like the sock variant? The socks variant where you just no 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 no. I won't. I won't you, play. I don't give a, I don't you, give a you play. Yeah, you play the way it was intended. I, I am a full fun player. I've never gone higher than third. Mm. Like never. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Yordles for Hinzu. How about you? How about you, Hutler? Any, I've any, played anything? eight Yordle games and I've yet to get one Vega, just by the way. I've died before I got Vega I mean... every time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. even if I wasn't trying to, like, even if I wasn't playing the Vega version, like the Ziggs 3 on bench mm. version, like, fuck that, man. I'm not playing that shit on live. No way. No way. You just know, like, sometimes if you play a comp, you just know, like, I'm not playing that shit. That's not for me. Yordles the Ziggs 3 on bench? Yordles oh, is going to be the one where I'm like, no, don't care. But I, I got a bust. Okay, I've oh, actually no. played the Ziggs 3 on bench, and I actually, actually, I actually think it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I think just have, I think just having a Ziggs 3 on the bench is just the, the funniest. But it's thing like not ever. for me. I just fucking die. Like I guess I just don't get it. <laughs> like I'm just like whatever. Fuck you. I don't care. I mean, the way I can explain that version really, really straightforward is just it's it's almost you can think of it almost exactly as like the reroll Tristana comp from last set. Except this one makes makes econ once it hits. <laughs> this one spits out three gold a turn once it hits. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, I like it. I like it, you know, but it's just not for me. Sometimes you just know something's mm -hmm. not going to be for you. And that's that. Yeah. Like, I think for me, it, like, my favorite mm. comp that I've played and I've played most, like, most of my games have been in is Jin. Like, I'm pretty much playing Jin, four, yeah. four clockwork Jin, like, mm -hmm, every, mm -hmm. every other game. It's like very comfortable, very easy to play, very enjoyable. It's got a good early game, a good mid game. It's late game is really good. Mm. Um, I will say that it's sort of a different problem, but Janna, Seraphine, and Oriana as a trio is an issue for me. Don't forget Tarek. Don't and forget Tarek. The honorary, the honorary ego. The honorary Tarek. fourth one. That that mm -hmm. that three. That three combination, I think, has the potential to be the biggest problem for me. Because they mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. an excessively necessary... A lot of shielding and a lot of healing. Yeah, a lot and of it's, shielding it's also an incredibly necessary core. And it feels so mm -hmm. bad when you don't hit it. Like you just Very, like, very you ubiquitous. Just, like, yeah. you need it for a lot of comps, you need it for a lot of playstyles, mm -hmm. you need it for a lot of endgames. Yeah, absolutely. Not enough, there's not enough for everybody. It is very difficult to see how it won't be... Mm changed in some way i'm, I'm not uh, i guess what i'm more complaining about here is the accessibility of a powerful trio like that being gated behind them being four costs so they're not being a significant amount of them is actually a pretty good thing but it's mm -hmm. really really hard to play at the moment knowing that fact i think like that if there's somebody, always if somebody gets the four three. one and hits Janna two mm -hmm. and oriana two it's oh. yeah i mean you're pretty much stuck with Janna one and ori like i've got to like six one or mm -hmm. six four even or whatever it may be like with an Oriana one and a Jana one you know and then the rest of your mm. board done just because they're all gone. Yep. So I find that very interesting that the support units are really hard to find. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just like a sort of, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, I think it's just a sort of like a counterpoint, right? I think that there's always going to be like a sort of fine line between really ubiquitous, splashy, like support units that can go in any sort of horizontal comp and just good vertical units, if that makes sense. Like, there's a really interesting sort of tug and push, right? Like, you don't want units to be as splashable as like Revenants are. But at the same time, you know, you, you also. Like you also don't want your vertical capstones to be like too good either. Like so, it's like interesting like line. I, I don't know if I'm saying this too well, but yeah, I get what you mean. I understand. Mm. What do you think? I think that like my immediate comparison, um, obviously a bunch of forecasts that synergize really well together is Revenants, and I think mm-hmm. that it's a lot. My pers- my first impression is that it's going to be a lot easier to balance. Um, joy than it was to balance the other one that the name I don't like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Purely by nature of the fact that the units like aren't, you know, volley, it's not a volley bear. It's not an Ivan. It's not a volley bear. They don't like live forever. They aren't also a front line. I think that you can hit the numbers, right? Like, ultimately, it, it does come to the numbers, hitting, right? Because hitting fundamentally, the numbers, yeah. yeah. Mm. Fundamentally, they are healing, healing, and shielding. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I apologize. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're okay. I've been doing it all night. I but but yeah, fun, they're fundamentally just healing and shielding units, right? They're very stat checky. Like it, it's very stat based, right? So they, they, yeah, there's a very clear levers for you to hit. Yeah. Yes, as opposed to like volley and Ivan, where it's like they either alt or they don't alt, and if they aren't alting, like mm-hmm. they, you know what I mean? They have to be able to alt, mm-hmm. otherwise, no one plays them. So there was kind of this really weird thing where I was like, it didn't even matter if it was Volleyball 1 or Ivan 1. Yep. Mm-hmm. just needed them to ult for the CC. Yep. Whereas now it's like the numbers can actually mean something, particularly because yep. uh, they give MR, they give shielding, and they give health. So like they're giving a defensive trait, and then they're giving you effective health to use that defensive buff yep. with. Like I, w- I actually want to do the math at some point. I feel like, like numbers-wise, they're actually fairly close, if not like more effective mystics than mystics were even yeah. though the magic resists this, yeah this is, the magic this, this is like the best more. iteration of mystic we've ever seen oh that's like hot it's not a hot take hot, <laughs> but hot take this is the most insanely powerful version of mystic we've ever seen like combining the mr missed. with the shielding yeah you go sorry yeah uh, but, but I actually think it's also like from a design perspective the mm-hmm. best the best iteration of mystics we've had because they have three le- they have four levers. Yes, there are multiple levers and, to hit, right? It's not just a flat yes. value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Seraphine has like seven levers. She's attack speed, yes. attack slow, healing, damage. Right. Seraphine and... doesn't attack slow anymore. Seraphine does okay. not. Okay, go rid of that immediately. Seraphine does not debuff. Thank <laughs> God that was removed. Well, yes. there you go. Seraphine does not debuff anymore. Jesus At least Christ. they're able to get rid of that as opposed yeah, to yeah, Mystics yeah. where it's like, well, we can cut off some MR. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I have faith. I have faith that it's... It, it, the set has a lot more levers, so they have a lot more options in terms of how they balance things without completely killing them. Because that was the problem with Bolivar and Ivan, was like yeah. they either ulted or they didn't, and they had to be able to ult, or mm-hmm. no one would ever play them. So they would, their design was problematic. Mm-hmm. I don't think Agreed. the design of Jana, Yumi, and Oriana is problematic. I think that perhaps they're just too strong. I think the I think if we are to say there is any sort of concern so far, it's just uh, of how ubiquitous they are, right? They fit they slot too cleanly into every single fast state board. I was noticing this when I was uh, drafting a sort of bunch of notes for uh, fast state comps, and I'm just like, huh? 
Every single comp caps out with Jana, Ori, Yumi, Seraphine sometimes, and maybe sometimes Tarek. <laughs> and yeah. But um no, I think I think I think it'll be fine in real in reality. That's been in every set though, hasn't it? That's been in every set. There's always this is what I, uh, this is what I was alluding to earlier in that there's a fine line between flexible forecasts, flexible support forecasts, like utility forecasts that's loaded to everything, right? There's some there's, there's some iteration of this in basically every set. But um I think in this set it just feels at least so far there's some early concerns because the units themselves synergize really well with each other. Or the shielding yes. or the healing, right? Yeah. Mana yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Cause you get scholar. Mm. As yes. Well. Yeah. Like that's a big one. That's a big yeah. one. I like, that... mm-hmm. yeah. I, I like that it's. I like that they've kind of grouped a lot of those traits together in a lot of ways as well. I just mm-hmm. think like if you're going to group all those traits together, there has to be a there has to be a. Not a negative, but there has to be a really, slight downside to playing them, and that the units themselves mm-hmm. are not like supremely overpowered. Yeah, but you can hit the numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. my my instant like this is how I would do it is I would up the MR and uh, downgrade everything else. To like be like, these are, yep. like, these predominantly units are going to be strong if you need MR. Like, that's their identity. Or maybe their identity is that they heal. You, I don't know. They have to figure it out. But like, I would, yeah. Means that it's less ubiquitous, if that's the primary focus. Mm. I-, I would like it so that, yeah, I would like the current sort of, uh, uh, what's it called? The current numbers on the sort of healing and shielding that's inherent within the trade itself to be turned down. Um, I think the units themselves should be good. Like, you should be excited to hit a Janna, you should be excited to hit an Ori. I think that, yeah, what, what, I think what we're arriving on, at least it feels like the group consensus now is that, like, from us talking, is that the issue is that currently they synergize too well with each other. Like, that's the real problem. That's the root of the problem, right? Like, it, it's playing all these enchanters together, plus, like, the fact that the units are good, and the trade is also good. So you just end up mashing all these things together to begin with. Whereas, I think it sounds like we would like to, we'd like them to be good, but more in that, like, the units themselves, like, if you play the units by themselves, they're good. If you play them together, they're still good, but, like, it's not so much better, if, if that makes sense. That, that you always end up just playing them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. All right. Uh, I think how we just <laughs> tangent it into, into a pretty good question, because I wasn't even planned to, like, talk about the whole uh, Jana Ori uh, Yumi thingy, but, yeah, it was good. All right. Um, just trying to see if there's any other questions that, like, Oh, like probably good to ask. I covered most of it. I think. Uh, I think I think we covered. I mean, I'm looking through the list. We've covered most of it. Uh, I noticed Seni just uh, joined the chat. Uh, <laughs> Seni, if you got a real quick, if, yeah, I, I think we are really getting close to yeah our runtime. Um, if you have anything you want to ask Seni, go ahead and just drop in the chat. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, excited for sex sex. It's gonna be good. Yeah, 36 hours from now. Fantastic news. Um, really, really looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to playing on OCE Ping. Really? Yeah, agree. I've gotten so used to NA Ping. I don't know about you guys. I hate really? it. I don't even I notice hate it anymore. It. Because, okay. like, I, I love to quick, like, quick, mm. I love to, like, I'm bad at it, but I love to, like, you're, 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 okay, fair enough. <laughs> you're yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, guys, I think that's pretty much going to do it then. I don't think we've got any more questions coming in. Mm. So uh, thank you to our guest, Hinzi, awesome. this evening for joining us. Yeah, it's been a really thank great you so episode. much, Hinzi. 
And, Thank you. Um, goodbye and don't come back. Set five point five. I feel like that might very well be the um, the uh, the sentiment that we. got. It wasn't all here. bad. No, it, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't yeah, all bad. It was an okay bad. set. That's a bit of a. It was an okay set. That's a bit of but, a cope um, from us, I think. Okay, five point five wasn't all bad. Five was. No, Hinsy, <laughs> I want to give you this last little opportunity to, to shout yourself out, tell people where they can find you, and uh, then we'll get out of here. Right. Uh, Twitch TV. Hinsy. Wait, Twitch TV. Twitch. Uh, you know. Type my name. It's a one instead of an I. If you Sometimes know, you know. <laughs> I'll probably stream a bit this week. I don't fucking know. Great. And so my co-hosts, my friend, please let everybody know where they can find you. Uh yeah, sure. Uh yeah, my Twitch is uh soul underscore TFT. Uh I will definitely be streaming a bunch once set six comes out, so be sure to check that out. Uh I have a Twitter as well at Soul. I think it's the exact same. I think it's at Soul under TFT uh underscore TFT. Feel free to follow that if you want to know when I go to life. And uh yeah. Great. And for me, guys, uh, your host, Cutler, you can find me at twitch.tv slash CutlerTFT. Same on Twitter. You can find our podcast, The Roll Down, on Twitter at RollDownPod. You can also find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever good podcasts are made. The podcast app that gives you ads uh, and that track your phone, you know, whatever. It'll be, it'll be on there. Search the roll down, a team fight tactics podcast. Really appreciate you coming on, Hinzy. Thank you so much. We'll let you get out of here. All right. Bye bye. Thank you so much, guys. This is beautiful. Oh, bye. bye. bye.